This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I am thrilled that you have chosen to spend a few minutes of your time today to hang out with me as we talk about all of the topics, or at least one topic today, that I find is really important to discuss if you are a service provider or if you are an operator like I am and like the community that I teach and mentor. So today we're going to talk about what to do when you're burned out in your business. Ladies, business is a grind, especially at the beginning phases of business when you're establishing a name for yourself, when you're working to get clients, you're doing the marketing, and you're doing your best to deliver at your very best. It's a lot to manage. And most of us are doing this while we're raising families, we're tending to our homes, we could be caretaking for our parents, we're keeping physical, mental, and our spiritual health in check. And all around, we're just managing a full life. Even as I say that, I can feel the grind just start to bubble up. In today's episode, I'm going to share some tips that I've personally leveraged as I've experienced these times in my business when I've just felt plain burned out, exhausted. When I get like this, it makes me question the route forward. That's a very heavy place. And I'm seeing this, I'm hearing this from the women that are going through the certification. And even after they have done, just depends on where they are in their life, their journey, et cetera. So I want to make sure that I brought this here to the podcast because I know it's almost unavoidable to feel this way at some point in your business. Before we get into the content today, I wanted to share our sponsor, Sweet Process. Hey friends, as operators and service providers, one of our key roles is to keep the ship sailing for the businesses that we support. And a core component to that is documenting systems and processes. Oftentimes, this is the one way we can become an invaluable asset to the businesses. Because as you know, our visionary CEOs that we support, they don't really have the interest in doing this themselves, but they know it has to get done to scale their business, to expand their teams, to create efficiencies, and you become the engine behind that. There are lots and lots of ways to document processes, but I want to share with you a powerful tool that I have used and I think you're going to love too. That is Sweet Process. Here's just a few reasons why I think it is a great tool for us to use. First of all, it allows us to create systems and processes, and then we can turn those into step-by-step instructions, even in a to-do list fashion, which I know we love. This allows us to assign the responsible employee or contractor to every step, and it minimizes the handholding that you'll have to do. This creates a system, and it also helps you to manage this more effectively. 
Another perk is that you will have a centralized place where everyone who works on your team, whether that's an employee, a contractor, a VA, everyone can access your procedures, your processes at any time from any device. So the best way for you to understand if Sweet Process would work for you is to start using it. So the company offers a 14-day free trial and What we're going to do, since you're a loyal listener here at the Ops Authority Podcast, you get to access this for 28 days, almost an entire month free of charge. Why don't you head on over there, give it a try, go to sweetprocess.com forward slash ops authority, and you can start your 28-day free trial today. You don't even have to put a credit card in to get you started. I look forward to hearing what each of you guys do with this incredible tool called Sweet Process. Alrighty, so at some point in your business journey, you're going to reach burnout just as I have. And I have actually done this several times in the last six-year journey of me being in business for myself. But today I wanna share some things that have helped me to persevere when this feeling comes over me and it feels like it has a really big grip on me. So I've got five tips for you. These are things that I've truly done as I sat here and tried to think about how I would coach somebody who is telling me these things, which happens. There were five very pressing things that came to my mind that I wanna share with you. The first one is to evaluate your business model. So when you're feeling burned out, you're feeling really down and out on business, this is the first thing I want you to do. I want you to look at your business model. Ask yourself, is the business model that you are working in today, is it serving you? Does the model match your values, your needs, and your vision? Does it represent the needs that you have today? This is an important question because I feel like People have aspirations of what they may have aspirations for what the next version of themselves is, but they ignore what they actually need today. So I remember when I was starting my business, I had just left corporate America and I was walking into entrepreneurship, eyes wide open. (laughs) And what I needed at that time was I needed a couple things, but the most important thing I needed was a little bit of financial security. I knew I wasn't going to be able to replace my corporate income right off the bat, but I definitely needed to contribute to our household finances. And for me, that meant that I needed to bring in $3,000 a month to be able to help and contribute to our house. So I built my business around that primary goal, which was to bring home $3,000 a month. Now, that wasn't the vision I had for myself, but that's what I needed to do at this time. So if I would have jumped forward to what my vision was, which was much, you know, it wasn't as clear as it is today, and it's certainly not the exact same business that I have today, but if I would have jumped forward and ignored what had to be tended to at that time, I could have put myself in a place that really just wasn't feasible. So to satisfy this need of financial security, I built a business model using a retainer model. So a one-to-one service delivery model. And it allowed me to be able to accomplish my goal of bringing in the money that my family needed. Now, as I got more stable over time, as I was allowed and I had some wiggle room to increase the amount of risk that I was bringing in, Of course, I've elevated and I've changed and I've pivoted my business model over time. But the very first thing I want you to do is to evaluate your business model. Make sure that it's actually serving 
what you have today, what your needs are today. And once we get that stable, then you and I, or maybe in our community, we can work towards getting you to the future version of yourself. And that's an important piece of the process. But for right now, if you're feeling burned out, it could be that you have ignored what your needs are and you've built a business model or you've built a business around a model that really doesn't serve you. The second thing is ask yourself, where are you spending time? So there are seven strategic objectives. If you go back to episode number five, we talk all about these seven strategic objectives. I'm going to name them for you quickly here today, just so you can kind of get a sense of those. But here are the seven different pillars in every single business. It doesn't matter the model, the size, if you're scaling, if you're not scaling, if you've got a team or not, there are seven strategic objectives that show up in every business. Your financial steadiness or how comfortable you are with finances, your team growth, do you need to add to your team, your product suite, and that could include innovating new products or developing the ones that you already have, improving the ones you already have, marketing and visibility, operational efficiencies. And as operators, this is the one that we tend to really dig deep in. It's looking at your processes, your project management, any of those enhancements that we can do to refine and become more efficient in business. The sixth one is your customer or your client experience. And the seventh one is professional growth and development. So as I was naming those seven strategic objectives, your mind probably went to an example of how those are showing up in your business right now. You won't have a business where all of these are not going to show up or better said, in every business, all seven of these are going to show up. And if you're a solopreneur and you're the only one in your business, or maybe you have one or two small contractors that are helping you out, this is hard because you are personally trying to play all seven roles. I remember in my business and even in my corporate journey, this is exactly where burnout was coming from. I was trying to do and be all the things and it's just a really heavy, heavy space. So it's no surprise that you're extremely overwhelmed when you're playing this many roles. I have found it helpful to prioritize the seven based on where my focus has to be right now and make sure to block for those throughout my week. When I say that you want to prioritize those, I want you to take the most important to the least important. And of the seven that I just mentioned to you guys, I will say right now, the most important things in my business are financial steadiness, are growing my team, as well as our product development. So in the list of seven, those are the three that are the most important to me right now, which means I need to make sure that that I save time in my schedule throughout the week to focus on those three. It doesn't mean that I completely turn a cold shoulder or a blind eye to the other four. They are just less of a priority. So when I'm looking at time blocking and looking at making sure that certain things get done throughout the week, the majority of my space needs to go to those three strategic objectives. Here's another example. If your time is currently full with client work, then visibility may be the strategic objective that is deprioritized, meaning it's not going to be the most important. That means that you can remove the visibility activities, maybe some of the marketing and initiatives for right now. So I'm not saying that that's going to be taken off of your plate forever. You can't do that and grow a business. I realize that. But you may need to give yourself six to eight weeks of a good solid break from even trying to 
take up any mental space in marketing invisibility. Because right now with the example that I gave you, you need to focus on delivering for your clients. You are going to be able to come back to this. It's just not right now. So When you focus on these top three, make sure that they show up in your schedule throughout the week. Number three, evaluate your offers. Early in business, we create offers that reflect what other people want. I certainly did this for myself. Like I told you, I needed to bring home $3,000 a month. That meant that I needed to get on the phone with people, needed to get on Zoom, make connections. And when I did, sometimes it turned out that the client or the prospect dictated what they want and it was left to me to say yes or no. Well, in the situation that I was in, truth be told, I said yes more than no because I had that financial gap and need to fulfill. On top of that, a lot of us here that are listening to this podcast, we're pleasers. So our clients can talk us into what they want us to perform. And we are people who figure it out. Sometimes we get into situations where we just say yes too often. So I want you to reevaluate the offer that you have. Does your offer represent your gifts, your strengths, your competencies? Now is the time to remove those services that don't reflect your gifts. When you start doing things that are outside of that zone of genius, if you will, they start to feel heavy. You start to resent them. Have you ever been in that situation? I certainly know I have, and it does. It leads to overwhelm and burnout in due time. If you have recently worked on your vision and you're feeling stable, it may be time to update your offer by adjusting it to reflect the next version of yourself. So for example, Once I felt stable with my one-to-one work, I had the ability to adjust my offer to be a group program. So I was making sure that I had my financial obligations taken care of, but then I was layering on top of that and adding additional initiatives to attract a group program, but there is no way I could have jumped directly to that. So my vision was time freedom and scale, and this adjustment allowed me to get there. So make sure that you assess your offer, make sure that you're satisfying your greatest needs for right now, and then you can adjust that offer over time. If you're feeling burned out, it could be that you are offering and servicing something that doesn't feel good to you anymore. The fourth thing is to create balance, that ominous word of balance, which honestly, sometimes I just don't love it because it feels like it's something that we cannot attain, but I want you to strive for that. So to create balance, I want you to minimize overworking. This is certainly a default that I have, and this is an episode about me telling you all about the things that I have done wrong and how I've been able to overcome them in due time when I was having a lot of burnout in my own business. So I need to minimize work overworking. This is a huge one. Beware of busy work. I am someone who likes to be productive, who thrives in that. That's when I feel like I am giving and delivering massive value. As I have moved out of implementation and more into the strategic level of business, you're gonna find that busy work looks different. It's not about going through a checklist, one, two, three, five, six, 10, 12, 19. (laughs) You're gonna move away from that. But if you're in the implementation phase of business and that's how you're showing up for your clients, you're gonna find a lot of busy work. Busy work can lead to overworking. You never feel like everything is done. 
And you and only you know when it's time to turn it off and to refocus. So in my life, my kids, my kids' activities will make me have a hard stop. And sometimes I wonder if I didn't have that hard stop, would I ever stop? Obviously, you can see how this can lead to burnout over time. So I'm encouraging you to make sure that you set working hours for yourself. I wish I would have done this earlier in business, but instead I let the business kind of dictate. And that's when you would see me working really late nights, early mornings, on the weekends. And once you get to the bottom of the barrel and you really are able to see that you cannot sustain this, this is when I came in and just gave myself a working schedule just like I did in corporate America. And I want you to do this for yourself. This may mean that you have to leave your computer on your desk and remove apps from your phone. Find a way to make sure that you have times where you're quote unquote in the office and when you're leaving the office. Do a quick assessment. How many hours of work is that a week? Does that correlate to the needs that you have? Are you still honoring your values and showing up as a person that you want to be when you are working that number, the volume of hours that you have. So set a schedule that can really help you to minimize overworking. Tip number five, and this is a biggie for you. I want you to make sure that you're aware of your boundaries and you're upholding them. This really piggybacks off of that overworking and creating balance that we just talked about. If you have turned into a yes person, then your boundaries are not cared for. Boundaries are the rules that you create for yourself, and they oftentimes come from your expectations and the values that you hold. Here's an example. If family time is a value that you have, and a client is constantly asking you for things after you've logged off for the day, You're a service-oriented person. You want to satisfy them. You may be a pleaser. And when those things come in, you feel like you have to drop what you're doing and it's outside of working hours. So you do it because you're service-oriented, but it violates a boundary. When it violates that boundary of family time, this leads to dissatisfaction, not only for the client, but also for the business that you have built. I want you to avoid this at all costs. Make sure that you're very, very aware of what your boundaries are and do a quick assessment. Is a client or is your model or, or are the offers that you have created, are these bumping up against those boundaries. You want to be in really good alignment and building a business that feels good to you. From my own experience, the example that I shared with you of having to log on after I have really switched into mom mode and wife mode and family mode, if I have to hop in between business and family, I get a massive sense of stress and you can't help but resent the client the project, the business, everything when you get into that space. So if you're experiencing burnout for the work that you're doing, it's not that the work is not right. It could be that you have just been avoiding the five things that we talked about today. So I want you to go back through these and I'll I'll state them for you really quick as a recap. The first one is, is your business model serving you? Make sure that it matches your values, your needs, and your vision. The second thing is, how are you spending your time? 
If your week is not focused on client delivery and the top three strategic objectives, I want you to go back and reallocate your time. Spend your time doing the things that mean the most in your business right now. Avoid all of the other shiny objects and the things that can derail you. Tip number three, reevaluate your offers. Make sure that your offers are serving you. Four, create balance, minimize overworking. And number five is make sure you know your boundaries and you build a business around upholding those boundaries. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops Activity of the Week. We love action around here. Action creates confidence. Confidence creates cash. None of those things are going to be things that are going to hold you back. They're going to allow you to build a business that feels really, really good. So the Ops Activity for episode number 104 is to know what your primary goal in business is right now. Think about those seven strategic objectives that I mentioned in tip number two. I want you to set dedicated time to work on those every single week. Put them in your calendar. I want you to physically block some time out. It doesn't need to be a whole day. It could be one hour of marketing for the entire week. It could be spending 30 minutes a week to document a process that would fall under your operational efficiencies. Whatever they are, I want you to be clear in what your primary goal in business is right now. Make sure you set some dedicated time, some recurring time in your calendar to make sure that you are satisfying that. There will be a sense of focus, a sense of clarity, as well as just internal fulfillment when you are able to do this. Friends, burnout is a real thing. I want to help you to alleviate how many times we get into that cycle. And honestly, let's just get rid of it in total. I think that it is possible. I also know it's very, very difficult to run your own business. There are so many distractions, so many competing interests that are going to fall into your lap. And I believe that these five tips are gonna help you to navigate through that and hopefully prevent these things from happening. I appreciate you guys for spending time with me today and being an amazing audience that tunes in every single week. Head on over to theopsinsiders.com and let us know what that primary goal is and give us a big check mark. Let us know that you have set up that time. You've reserved that time in your calendar. I think it's going to make a really big difference. Thank you guys for being here. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.